0: Hey, Mike, where'd you get these Endless Summer movie tickets from?
1: Whoa, I love those. That's from my Endless Summer box set. Ooh, where'd you get that from? The link is in the show notes, baby! Hey, this is Mike with the QuiverCast. Brought to you by QuiverBuilder.com, where you buy, sell, surf. All right, good morning, everyone. We're in Huntington Beach parking lot on the north side of the pier with Mr. Pat Starkey here on the QuiverCast, brought to you by QuiverBuilder.com. Hey, uh, so we know who you are. You're Pat. So, hey, Pat, how'd you start surfing?
0: Wow. uh, Let's see. I guess like a lot of other kids, you know, started off bodyboarding, you know, about when I was 10, 11, was playing some... uh, some uh, organized sports, baseball, and next thing you know, a kid comes up to me and says, uh, you want to you buy a surfboard? Next thing I know, I bought a $60. Old school, 90s board, loved it, and uh, just took off from there, man. It was uh, Once I got to my feet, it was all over. No more boogie.
1: And then, okay, what year was that? Approximately? Oh,
0: boy. Let's see, I was 13 at the time when I got my first stand-up wave. So let's say... Gosh, dude! Man, it's got to be mid '90s, right? Or am my way off here on my age? Had to be mid-early '90s when I when I got my first stand-up wave. But I've uh, been boogieing since I was ten. So about 13. So you had
1: three years of boogieing, you had a little yeah. bit of water experience. Yeah. A little wave and pounded probably, and a little short pound.
0: South side shore break, or a south seal side beach. seal, yeah, south side seal. So
1: what was your first wave stood up on, was it north side? It
0: was definitely definitely seal, I want to say north side, I don't think I'll ever forget it either because the, near uh, the wave. I do, because uh, just like they say man, when that surfer gets that feeling dude, only, only you know it, and uh, from then on I wasn't, I wasn't going back down to the belly. <laughs> Except for paddling and, uh, paddling and standing, you know? But, uh, gosh, dude, I, I definitely know the feeling for sure.
1: And then you're, su- so you're surfing and it's in the 90s. What was the crowd like? Were, like, were you sitting on the inside of Seal Beach? Were you going like...
0: You know, um, that's funny that you bring that up because 90s was a little more... Seal, Huntington, everywhere was a little more localized, you know, uh, than it is today. Uh... I surf a lot of Huntington these days, and I don't see that type of vibe that I did back in the day, but I do remember the Groms, the older Groms back then, uh, you know, Mikey Riley, all the boys, right? Simmons, you know, and I would see him out at SEAL, look up to them, but I'd always feel that, like, hey, you guys from Long Beach, yeah, you know, you're, like. You're you, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're outsiders. <laughs> you know what, and I would probably do the same thing if I was, you know locals there but they knew you know as the years went on that we became locals too you know they knew us they saw us out there all the time and and it got less and less of a hassle you know throughout the years but I definitely remember coming up going you know it's a little tougher to get waves than it is nowadays I think you know even though there's more crowds today
1: yeah but your level's pretty high still so yeah that helps. yeah you get yeah waves I, you want it, when you're ripping
0: yeah if you uh definitely get more and uh more waves and a little more respect I guess if you're you know, they know you Were can you actually serve in do contests something. at that point. Not yet. I don't think I started till I was about maybe 16, 17. It was late start on the contest. I know my dad was kind of upset too about that because he was really pushing me to do baseball, you yeah. know, growing up. He's like, "You know what? I remember him saying it to me when I was 5. He's like, "If you want to do this, do it. Give it your all, you know, right. do it." And then about when I was 13, I felt really bad about this cuz had put all this time and effort and I'm sure this happens with a lot of kids, you know, and a lot of father parents and stuff like this. That uh, something else came along that it just I loved it more than baseball, you know. I just yeah it broke his heart, but you, you were kind of kind of. But next so thing your heart I know, wasn't in the baseball. Not anymore. Not at that time. I'd already been playing, you know, a good nine, you know, ten years almost straight, and then I noticed he kind of transitioned over from taking me to batting cages and stuff to two-a-days on the weekends, you know. He would drive me to the beach, you know, yeah. and, and stay down there all day with me. And, oh, really? Cool. And And the contest, too. He would take me, and uh, he was there. He was supportive. I, I couldn't ask for a better father to, to right. transition into something from like that, you know.
1: So he's always been supporting you.
0: I, absolutely. That's you know, awesome. I know he was a little bummed, but uh, I'm glad did he did. And uh,
1: he kept that quiet? Or did he share it with it? No,
0: it no. I, I just kind of felt it a little bit, you yeah, know, because... You you know, playing baseball was decent. You know, pretty athletic, and uh, and there could have been something there, but you know, it got tiring. It got tired, and and here I am, twenty five years you know, twenty five years later, surfing, still love it, just like I, you know, like yeah. it was day one. It's
1: hard when it's ninety degrees, and you're on the diamond, but you could be like hanging out on the beach, and it's yeah. ninety degrees, and the, the waves are yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You got your friends out in the water, hooting and yeah. hollering, and yeah. just having a blast.
1: So, um, tell us one good short version, long story short, mm-hmm. uh, of a surf trip, or a surf, or surf story, anything, it can be anything, hmm. if you're showing up, and it's, you know, it's four foot and offshore, or you went on a trip somewhere.
0: You know, uh, with all this surfing and stuff, I've, I haven't i been to Hawaii yet. Really? Yeah, uh, been to Mexico quite a few times, once Tahiti once, uh, Tahiti was probably the Pinnacle, uh, probably the best surf trip of my whole entire life. I was 20, 21, surfing good, ripping. surfing pretty good. Is that of, your
1: peak? Where was your peak of surfing? Uh, go ahead, and then we'll go back to the story. Ah, I'd
0: say right now. Okay, there you go. <laughs> now you're ripping out there. Uh, this morning you're killing it. And I'll try to get better, you know, especially yeah. with the help of Rich and stuff like that. But um, go back to Tahiti. But Tahiti, uh, never experienced anything like it. Eight or nine of us went, stood on huts in the water, you know, right island of morea um, right on the water it was just couldn't ask for anything better you know we were on the opposite side of the island to go surf we would take a bus and i remember there was swell for that week that we were there and uh the opposite uh, the opposite side of the island didn't really have that much surf but when we took that bus ride to the other side of the island we saw started seeing these outer reef sets start breaking, and pounding and we were kind of freaking out because you know none of us have been on a trip like this and experience this type of power and waves and stuff like that but uh it's unbelievable i i definitely surfed the biggest waves of my life that day and that was probably t- good 20 20 years ago you know 20 How when i was, was 21. Uh, i'd say 12 to 15 wow, you know i don't amazing. i don't know i'm talking faces here i'm not yeah. talking hawaii i've never yeah. even been to hawaii but uh when i'm just you know young man you know pretty much still a kid you know paddling out there and seeing these huge size waves it definitely got to me and uh, luckily friends were out there with us to kind of to kind of keep it all together and uh, Sweet. yeah so uh so y-
1: you didn't chicken out you were getting pushed
0: oh absolutely dude. the guys you, you know i was a little worried for sure dude yeah and uh a couple of the local guys came out too and and there was a few ways where i was just like dude i, I think there's a bigger one out the back i'm going on this one right here you know and <laughs> end up next thing you know i end up snaking you know a local you know and uh How'd that turn out? i remember him waving to me dude just saying go in dude go in we're a quarter mile paddle out dude this is on the uh, you know yeah, on our uh, path shit. yeah he was but I was young at the time. I was freaking out. I'm like, dude, I think there's a bigger way about that. I am turning and wave. going on this one, you know? <laughs> like, you know, and uh, I mean, there was a couple ways that we were out there on the pass, kind of closing out the pass a little bit. And it was just, you know, out of my level, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah. but, but we were getting pushed. We were all, we had our friends out there. It was pretty safe, but uh, we were all kind of freaking out, but it was, it was good times for sure. Right on. that's no like a rad
1: trip. So what's currently under your feet? What are you riding today? Oh, dude. Are you riding, you sticking
0: with uh, one one board or you got a couple in your quiver? Uh, I have quite a few boards, Uh, last time I checked I had 12, just gave two of them away, they're all Richard Payne boards man. You you know Rich has kind of been like my surfing dad I guess so you could say, my dad is no longer with us. Pretty much my mentor and uh, I've never ridden anything else, we've just been experimenting together trying to find the right volume, the right size and we're getting better and better each board uh the last two he made me were were pretty insane um and i've been riding this past one that i just buckled today uh for a good six months at least this thing is just fire dude i'm i have no desire to get a little sad
1: today due to the
0: yeah a little bit waves on it yeah i got a couple waves uh paddle back out thinking everything was fine and reach up to the nose of the board and that thing is pretty much creased and buckled and uh (laughs) But I have a very good shaper slash uh, ding repair guy that's probably going to take it home and have it done for me tonight, you know? So pretty stoked on that. But Richard Payne, all the way through. I'm not riding anything else.
1: There you go. Well, well this might, you might have already answered this question, but of all time, all, the whole surf career, what was your favorite board?
0: All-time favorite career. It's got to be this last one because we're... It's a 5'8". It's, a uh, it's, gosh, 25.5 liter richard payne model man this thing is a potato chip it's been holding up it's you know it's doesn't have any glass on it's probably a four ounce glass but the thing is just
1: is it poly or epoxy it's a
0: it's a polyurethane um i have rode an epoxy in the past just liked it got back on a pu from rich on the very next board and uh love that one even more so i I don't know there's something about there's something about the The feel uh, under my feet when I ride a PU board compared to an epoxy. Epoxies are fun. I I like them, but uh, a
1: little springy, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, like epoxy, but that's why I ask the questions. Everyone has their own theories.
0: Yeah, the only epoxy I've ever had, I kind of I bought off the rack, got a good deal uh, as a Slater Designs board, but it was fun. I'll tell you, it was a fun board. It was something new. But as soon as I got back on a PU, uh, a new board that Rich made for me, I was just in love, and and I haven't even picked up that Slater board since. So, Um, yeah, Richard Payne, PU board all the way.
1: And then the final question is going to be, if you can have any board, like anybody, it doesn't matter, like they get passed away, like all time, like put it on your wall. Maybe you Mm want to ride it once. What board would it
0: be? It's pretty easy. I have a
1: shaper pass shaper well i'm that? a big
0: machado fan so i used okay. to ride these Merricks back in the day okay. and have these really cool designs on them um but machado being a goofy footer uh he, back in the momentum days he used to draw all types of crazy stuff on their boards yeah. and uh he's had some pretty pretty wild ones but if i if i had to have like a, a moment you know like a, a board a, collectible, that, a board. collectible board i would you know i why not why not my favorite surfer of all time you know start off with one of those there you go something back to where he was right maybe a little longer like the ones he Late '90s, where they're all riding these longer yeah, yeah, yeah. potato Super chips, like 18 or 17 and a half Yeah, you're like, what are they riding? They, you know, and now and now we're all riding these little smaller potato chips. So um, definitely, uh, definitely, machado board, man. That's that's something I, I would love to have. Cherish. So uh,
1: for the design of the shape of the board, or for his artwork? Um, both? you want to comment? You want that? Board. Just just the,
0: just seeing him for the first time back in the day in those momentum videos and going, all right, Merrick, he's riding Merricks, so okay, and then all the guys were always coming up with some kind of weird little design, whether it be yeah, Slater, hard. you know, Slater drew a, a crane, you know, eating a frog, but the frog was never giving up choking <laughs> the cranes, you know, neck, trying not to be swallowed. There's, there's a lot of cool artwork. I think mainly that the boards weren't really anything special. I don't think they would even work that well these days, the problem, you know, man. to be honest with you, yeah, but, uh, like, what? yeah, yeah, I'd probably pick it up and go, you were riding this thing. Show you how good they were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Making boards. them, making them look really good. But, uh, yeah something those maybe late 90s type of boards you so know so you ride it
1: once throw it on the wall or you just going straight
0: to the wall probably straight to the wall you know uh to be honest i don't really experiment a lot with my boards you know i just tell rich let's go let's go a little off here let's go an inch let's make it an inch shorter let's make okay. it you know a quarter inch wider but uh but uh i probably wouldn't ride it i don't i don't ride any other boards like yeah. long boards or really i just kind of stick to
1: so it's more like a childhood or a, a young adults, like you're the guy you're stoked on. Yes,
0: and still to this day, I mean, I, I don't see him yeah, surf as much rips. as like, he, yeah, man. Uh, I I see more Slater these days, you yeah. know, because yeah. he's still going, which I'm stoked on. I'm pushing for him, pulling for him because, yeah. God, what is he, almost 50? And he's still, so. he's, uh, he just rips, man. Uh, it, he gets it, you know, he's he's the best of all time. And uh Rob, Rob gave him a run for his money. And I just, I like Rob more because he's a goofy footer. Shoot. I'm a goofy footer. You know, yeah, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I was always an
1: Aki guy. Aki Curran, but yeah. Oh you
0: know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I the power, like you know. There's a couple cool shots. Luke Egan, Aki back in the damn, you know, you remember when you were a kid looking at the magazines, opening yeah. them up and going, Whoa, here we go. Goofy footer. Just killing it. Uh, um, yeah, I got
1: the last episode or issue of surfer and I was so bummed. Like that's it. Yeah. Air over.
0: Yeah. That's It's crazy times that we're all going digital and. Uh, but um, I still like the old guys for sure. I'm an old guy myself now, and uh, I still look up to those same guys that I've always. You're ripping all the
1: down. young kids out of the water, though. I'll trying, I'll
0: trying, trying to all keep right. up.
1: Thank you, Pat. I yeah, man. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the interview.
0: Mike, thank you, buddy.
1: All Woo! Thanks again for listening. If you like this episode, give it a thumbs up and hit subscribe. And don't forget to visit QuiverBuilder.com, where you'll find your next magic board. I'll see you in the lineup. Hey, you guys. Endless summer box set. This thing is legit. It's authentic. Numbered certificate in it. It has a five-frame film strip. From the original print, you will literally own a piece of history. It has a specially minted bronze medallion. Dude, that thing's sick. Okay, there's so much more here. Go to the show notes. There's a link on there. Go check this piece of history out. This thing's rad. Seriously. Smithsonian American History Museum has it. It took four years of research with 3.5 in production, all hand assembled. This thing's rad. So much to this awesome box set. Remastered DVD. Sharper images than the original film. But dude, this thing's so sick. Link in the show notes.